0: Scott and Liam versus evil. You know how like I'm a big, massive walking construction, right? And you know how like uh, Duncan from the podcast Under the stairs, uh, he keeps trying to. Or he's a big Jello fan, so he keeps saying, "As oh, this is a movie like." And I'm asking for recommendations. So say, "This movie's good, that movie's good." So I'm really, like trying to get any and know the atmospheric stuff. I'm trying to get into like all these independent cinemas, you know, like personal shop and stuff, which I really like. And I like what I do like about them is the way that they're, they're shot and the, the colours, you know, like the way that they're, the, the lighting. So what I did was I bought a, a couple of strips of red and blue LED lights for my Ebay so I'm going to like set up my room like a like you know, like a Giallo movie. <laughs> so I can just <laughs> sit in the front room where I'm dead moody. But you know what? I ordered them for China and the fucking things came in the battery pack, so they're just bare wires at the end of it. <laughs> yeah,
1: so, that sounds that sounds like your house is almost certainly gonna go on fire.
0: I well for, I China, you know. They kinda make it <laughs> <in>. <laughs> They make everything but don't make anything good. Is that
1: right? <laughs> no. It, but if you it, it, no no, that, that's I think that's founded in oh, except, that's food. Right. except food. Except oh, food. food's amazing. Yeah, but the, if you buy electronic goods from China over eBay, the chances of them actually working or not burning your house and everyone you know to the ground are very slim.
0: Yeah, that's why you should always buy American. <laughs>
1: Does your wife know that you're planning on turning the, 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 the front room into a jello film?
0: Yeah, well she just wants normal lights, because originally I was going to change the light bulbs in the roof, the big lights, and change them into red and blue lights, but she says uh, she said there was no way. <laughs> is that your Norwegian that's, accent again? That's my Norwegian accent again, <laughs> uh, which uh, is a good segue into the first movie of uh, Fight Fest this year. <laughs>
1: so welcome to Scott and Liam versus Evil, episode 90, I'm Liam. And I'm Scott. And this is our our big bumper recap on Freight Fest, which is becoming a, a bit of a a bit like in a kind of Scott and Liam stable. The our first episode, as Scott pointed out to me the start of this, because I'd forgot about it, was actually about Freight Fest. Yep. So this is our
0: anniversary. Of yes, sorts. this is our anniversary. Freight Fest episodes are our anniversary episodes. So happy anniversary. Liam.
1: Happy anniversary Scott.
0: And happy anniversary to all you listeners out there, whether you've been with us for one episode or ninety. If you've been with us for ninety episodes, what the fuck you to me like, man <laughs> <laughs> No, but keep listening. I though, keep I, I keep listening, it gets better honestly. <laughs>
1: if you've got to ninety episodes and you're expecting it to get better, then more fool you. It's
0: I think it's, it's kinda <laughs> kind like we've peaked at eighty. It's kinda of like my commitment with the walking dead. I, I, I can't I can't give up now. That's what that's what all, that's what our long-term listeners are like now. I can't give up that <laughs> I've listened for too long. I can't admit that I was wrong. <laughs> and you keep listening.
1: <laughs> I really hope there's no new listeners listening to this it has them fully put off now. now. Now they know
0: the exact tone of the movie. We're self depreciating and we talk fast. So expect some gross-out humor, some offensive language, and definitely expect some spoilers as we discuss all the movies from this year's fright fest.
1: So Fright Fest, uh, our Fright Fest group this year, the Fright Fest gang, the... Posse. The posse. The, the cowboy Fright terms. Of posse. Uh, of course, of course <laughs> it's got to be cowboy terms. Of course. Yep. Because it's fucking you. It's got to be cowboy terms. Actually, uh, incidentally, I didn't see you wearing uh, boots or a hat the entire
0: weekend. Well, my hat only arrived on uh, Saturday morning when I was away at Fright Fest, so I didn't get it. And the boots, to be perfectly honest... I prefer to wear comfortable shoes because you're sitting down for a long time at Frightfest, so.
1: So you're saying that being a cowboy isn't actually that comfortable or practical?
0: No, I'm mean i saying that there are more comfortable shoes than boots.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, so our our, our Frightfest posse was myself and Scott, our, our halves, Lauren and Lena, my younger brother Daniel, our friend Perry, who named himself after the ugly bird from Little Mix, and Duncan from Podcast Under the Stairs, which you should be listening to anyway. We don't need to tell you to go listen to them, but go and do it. If, you, if you're not already listening, you're an idiot.
0: Is that fair to say? That's fair to say, yes, 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 yes.
1: Quite quite aggressive, but do you know what? Duncan had his quota of 90 mentions of us in his Fight Fest recap, <laughs> so that's our first one, so we've got to keep a score. Right. Uh, so Thursday kicked off with Lords of Chaos directed by Jonas Ackerland it stars Rory Culkin join 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 Oigarden. I don't actually know what the O with the line through it I don't know how to say that Ich. Yeah. Ich join Ichgarden.
0: no you, no because you don't say we well, don't say what, oh, don't, what? Hold on. how does it look like
1: it's got an O with a line through it like the under oath logo
0: He's not even one of the ones that's named on the poster.
1: Well, he's named on the Frightfest fucking timetable. (laughs) Alright. It also stars him, Emery Cohen, and a few other folk that they've actually mentioned in the poster.
0: Yeah, yeah, Sky Ferreira and Walter Skarsgard. So it stars all these people. Yeah, loads of people. Uh,
1: it, it was a special screening, it's been out in America for a little while, streaming sites I think, and a few festivals. I, I've known about it for a long time because I've read the Lords of Chaos book, I'm quite into my... So were you, were you
0: aware of the story of this before the movie, like did you, had you read Lords of Chaos before hearing that they were going to make a movie about it, or did...
1: Yeah, uh, I read the Lords of Chaos about four years ago. Right, okay. Three or four years ago. Uh, and when I heard they were making a movie, I was actually... I was one of those guys that's like, oh, fuck, they're just going to ruin that. Like, you can't really do that justice because it's so fucking dark. Like, nobody wants to see that film. Yeah. But how wrong I was because Jonas Ackland has done it and he's done it dark and everyone should want to see it. Absolutely, yeah. So if you, if you aren't aware of the black metal story... ...or the black metal kind of birth... ...then read the book Lords of Chaos... ...over the movie... ...read read the book straight away... ...and then go see the film... ...because it, it, it does it... ...it does it justice... ...it sticks very closely to the story... ...and it's... ...even if you're not into metal music... ...or you're not into black metal music... ...which personally a lot of the original... ...OG black metal bands... ...I don't actually like... ...because the, the, the production quality is awful... And as i said in the last episode it does literally sound like a teenage boy being raped <laughs> uh, but when it starts to get better it's fucking amazing so the story is fascinating you should read about it if you have any interest in any kind of music and yeah so thursday night was loads of chaos
0: i uh, i had i only had done a little bit of reading on uh, wikipedia about this movie before i went to see it so i knew a bit of the story um but since seeing it, uh, I'll give the spoiler of my opinion straight away, I loved it, so I have come out, and it's one of those movies that since then I have Spotified some of the albums, uh, I have ordered the book on Amazon, I can't wait to watch the movie again, uh, you know, and I'm exactly the type of person that the black metal snobs hate, because some of these people take this, mo- this style of music very, very seriously. But you know what I say? Those people record the music, they put the albums out, so fuck you man, That's, don't be a hypocrite because anybody can listen to it and I'm the type of person who listened to Mayhem on the way in to Brayhead driving in and shot him and listened to Dollar Parton on the way out so fuck you <laughs>
1: I'd hate to be at a party that you were DJing <laughs> at
0: <laughs> fucking awful you should hear my iPod in the car honestly, it's, uh, it's fantastic
1: <laughs> the black metal scene is very much but I think the only actual criticisms people have about this movie are people from the black metal community because they they don't see the funny side of what they were doing. They don't see the kind of daft side of it. It's to them this was this was their way of life and it was serious as and dark as fucking. How dare you make us look daft in certain scenes? But as you say, it's fucking it's music, man. If you make it, you put it out. People can listen to it. Who cares? Who cares? What? You can listen to it Dressed in any way you want. You can listen to dance music. You can listen to black metal. Who the fuck cares?
0: Yeah. Exactly. That's what yeah. I think. That is entirely what I think. <laughs>
1: so, very much like Scott, I absolutely loved Lords of Chaos. They, we went, obviously, to see it on Thursday night. Things went on in the cinema. There was a, a, a kind of gentleman who passed out down the front on the vomiting and kind of choking on his own sick. It kind of threw a spanner in the works quite seriously, seriously for Duncan. Uh, Duncan had to leave during the film, and he he explains that in his recap. And uh, Daniel also left. There's a a scene in particular. Throughout this, we will we're not going to spoil movies, but we will talk about certain scenes. Uh, Kind of earlier on scenes we'll not give away any twists and stuff like that, but we can't really talk about these movies without mentioning scenes we liked or didn't like. So apologies for that if you don't really like spoilers then why? why are you here <laughs> we spoil everything all the time
0: guy kills you uh, sir from screen
1: yeah there's a there's a suicide very early on in the movie which did kind of kickstart the black metal scene personally i think it was i think it was too graphic and even in Lords of kiosk because i read the book i know what goes on i don't need to see it but I get the flip side of that where there's people who haven't read the book who didn't know what was going on and that's why they're showing it. I think it was just a bit too realistic looking where it actually kind of unsettled me. I was I was on edge for a wee while after everything else that happened just because I, I felt like I was actually watching someone commit suicide. This wasn't an actor, this was, this was a kind of live action thing.
0: It didn't. It didn't affect me in the same way that, that it seemed to affect others. Um, I seem to be able to separate myself from watching things on the screen. I don't know if that makes me dead inside or uh, some kind of psychopath or sociopath. I'm not entirely sure.
1: Watching a dolly parton makes you dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah. So like Duncan's experience when he had, he left for he left the, the screen and then when he tried to get back in that was when the other the other man was having his uh, illness. And Duncan wasn't allowed back into the screen, so then he was allowed back into the screen, just the panic from the people he met out in the foyer, the staff running back and forth, had kind of set his mind off on racing, and that was then when the movie started again, he couldn't concentrate on the movie, he was just, he, he, his mind was racing too much, so he just had to leave to clear his head. Um, the the gentleman who, who did pass out uh, was helped by one of our group, um, one of our medical group, now obviously I'm medically trained myself, however I thought that there was enough people helping that I just uh, stayed where I was (laughs) you know, they had it under control Um, Have
1: you you ever seen that thing where it's like, is anyone a doctor and you know there's one doctor or nurse there that's just stood back like no fuck this man, I'm not doing this Yeah, that's me every
0: time (laughs) That's me every time Um, Yeah, so one of our group went down and uh, she told us that the the gentleman was fine eventually he had uh, passed out and Vomited and he kind of choked in his vomit, so it made him go kind of unconscious. Made him look like he was slightly convulsing, as if he was in a seizure, but he wasn't having a, a seizure. Came round, and uh, you know once he, he once he came back, came back to it, he was a bit confused and a bit embarrassed at the whole situation, which is understandable. Um, and then he was he was fine, and he contacted the cinema the next day to say thanks for any, every, anybody and everybody that helped him, and uh, for the the screens as well, because the screen were very understanding, everybody. Just kind of sat and waited for them to restart the movie and obviously everybody wished well of the, the gentleman uh, whether or not he actually fainted because of the movie is unclear because he told people who helped him that he hadn't been feeling 100% the whole day and the screen does get very hot so it it, it it could have been for the sake of marketing the movie better we could say that it was uh, or we could say he just uh, had an unfortunate experience either way he's fine we all saw the movie let's continue
1: see this is where I take my giant spoon and stir some shit Duncan left because he was also, he, uh, he felt really sick at the, at the suicide scene and he actually fainted on the stairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: Shot yourself. <laughs> he had a little trip on the stairs, he says it was a little trip and he was answering a phone call, I say it's because he was really scared. Rubbery uh, he legs. He felt sick, <laughs> yeah, rubbery legs and that's why he didn't come back in, so... I'm not going to say shots fired across the bow at the other podcast, but, yeah, Duncan, I know your game. Yeah, well, I'm not uh, going to say that we
0: went outside and found him crying in the corner, but, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> saying that he's never seen anything like that, and, yeah, he actually, he's put him off cinema for life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the other guy, again, to me, from the way outsider's perspective, I would say that it was spurred on from how graphic that scene was. I'm very on edge and I have been for years Where things with veins like even if if Lena like runs her hand across my wrists I get really uneasy with it I don't I, I don't like it I don't like seeing wrists getting cut and stuff and that that scene for me was too graphic my little brother left because he also he wasn't enjoying the tone he thought it was a bit too gratuitous and kind of glorifying I stuck out to the end and I'm so glad I did it was fucking amazing they they'd fixed the tone right after that and everything that I felt they glorified at the start, they actually redeem it at the end and at no point does any of it look glory, gloriful. What it's Glorif- not glor- glorified? Glorified, yeah. It's not it's not glorified at all. They can explain what actually happened and the they kind the, the darkness and yeah, what actually went on in I'm so glad I said it to the end. It's the thing that I'm going to try to get my little brother to watch it because I think he'll enjoy it more when he sees how the rest of the movie plays out. Uh-huh. But for me, Lords of Chaos was a a 4 out of 5 and I'm delighted with that because I say after I read the book and when I found out the movie was coming out, I, I didn't like it at first and then I put it in such a high pedestal that I thought this movie's never gonna it's never gonna hit that for me. They're gonna do too many things wrong that will annoy me. And they really didn't. They they stuck to the story very very well.
0: Yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed it as well. Um, like it, it was it was brutal. There was brutal images and there was brutal scenes inside the movie. So like anybody's watching it, especially if you're gonna be suicide, be aware before you watch it. Uh, however, I found it. I found, it, um, I found the tone brilliant all the way through it from the beginnings and then in the tone shift towards the end as well. I was on board the whole way through. I have read some reviews of this movie criticising the acting, but I thought, it, I thought the acting was good. There's a slight Norwegian accent involved from some of the American actors and some of the other actors are actually Norwegian, so they do have that kind of weird half-American, half-Norwegian accent when they're speaking English. So it sometimes makes the delivery sound weird at times, but I think that's what people have taken for bad acting. I don't think it was particularly bad acted at all. Um, no. Like I say, I, I knew a little of the true story behind the movie, but after it, now I'm, I'm getting myself fully immersed. And really wanting to know, i almost obsessed with this story. Um, there is elements of good humour in it as well uh, that really landed with the fright fest audiences. Um, so, yeah, I fully recommend this movie, and I give it a four out of five as well. But what I want to say is, um, like the the black metal snobs I was talking about before who hate any new people getting involved or whatever. Um, like, and the thing is, most of these people are like in their thirties, and this happens in like early nineties. So, unless you were listening to Black Metal when you were like five or six, you weren't there at the beginning either. You need to be in your forties now to be at the start. Maybe some of these people are in their forties. I don't know. But one of the things that comments I saw online was somebody saying, "I'm so glad Varg didn't allow his music to be used on on in this movie." as if Varg's some kind of hero? Now I'm assuming this is true. Oh spoiler! Oh spoiler! Spoiler! Spoilers! spoilers, spoilers. Uh, it's a true story, right? I'm going to spoil it. I <laughs> uh, can
1: you spoil that?
0: That's a perfect spoiler. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, Liam, did you uh, uh, record scratch my voice there again? Damn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. The there's actually this is well off tangent. Uh, my older brother, a good few years ago, like fucking six or seven, maybe not as long ago as that, had was seeing some girl. He took her a couple of times, and he brought her home one night, and I. I just happened to be in the room and introduced myself and James said oh she's into the same type of music as you and I was like alright cool who's your favourite band and she said "Buzzum." and I was like what and she's like oh Buzzum." I walked out having any mum and dad and they're like oh what's she like I was like "Oh, well, she likes Nazi Nazi blackmail." <laughs> <laughs> and my brother's not like that at all my brother like the, the rocky CD he'll listen to is like, now that's what I call music, 46. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously you never then seen it again after that. <laughs> but I don't understand anyone that knows the story that actually gets into bosom or likes Varg because he's just a fucking old racist <laughs> scratch. <laughs> uh, can't really say it, but...
0: Yeah. But uh, yeah, so anyway, well, well, before before we fully spoil this maybe. Uh, we fully recommend it and we fully recommend like if you're into true crime and the rest of it then research this story if you're into metal and black metal death metal dark metal fucking I don't know what kind of metals there's hundreds of metals (laughs) jump in although don't try to talk to an actual metalhead in the bar because if you get it wrong you're going to they're going to fucking stab you (laughs) (laughs) 47 times in the back
1: (laughs) listen listen to the OG black metal bands when they they got better production values and got better don't actually listen to the, the really old stuff because personally it's
0: a little bit shit it was, it was me and I was listening to it and it was actually not that bad
1: were you listening to uh, Death Crush?
0: Uh, no I was listening to how do you say it? fuck knows <laughs> on some deathum De Mysterious Dom Satanus
1: I think that's on Death Crush I could be wrong
0: which mean? that's the whole album
1: Oh, is that an album name? Yeah. Sorry, I thought it was the title of a It song. is an album. It's one of the ones, I
0: don't know what year it's from, because that's another thing as well, because the movie changes the, the years about a wee bit, then the order of stuff, I think, so I was like, trying to work out who was, who was where when I was listening to that album. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to be talking <laughs> anyway, about this, we could talk about this movie for the whole episode, let's move on <laughs> to something else. Yeah,
1: so Worlds of Chaos, four out of <clears> five, <throat> five for both of us, yeah, Yeah. yeah. it four cool, uh, move on, so we then went home, we had a sleep and we got, well, myself, Duncan and Perry got up nice and early on a Saturday morning, This is Friday, morning. Friday morning,
0: nope, oh my god skip my day <sighs> we all made Friday, in fact it's
1: Friday afternoon uh, I think I'm still drunk <laughs> it's Friday afternoon, the first movie kicked off at 1.15 and it was a little movie called Level 16 Directed by Danishka Esterhazy, it starred Katie Douglas, Selena Martin, and Sarah Canning, who I don't really know any of them. Uh, Wanna would, would read the synopsis? i you the synopsis. Aye. 16-year-old Vivian feels trapped in the Vestalis Academy, a prison-like boarding school, keeping to herself and sticking her neck out for no one while being indoctrinated in the feminine virtues of cleanliness, obedience and sweetness until she is reunited with Sophia, the former friend who betrayed her, who has stopped taking her prescribed medication and now has so many questions about their clearly run-down institution. Together, the girls embark on a dangerous search to uncover the horrifying truth behind her submissive incarceration
0: it was alright it was alright it was alright for a first movie you know it, it was a little slow at times I think and there was a little slow in the, in the dialogue and the delivery and I think a lot was placed on the uh, the young cast because I think they're in teenagers I think they're they're supposed to be about 16, 17 but no yeah level 16 so they've been in there every year so yeah they're supposed to be about 16 um, I don't know how old they're maybe the early 20s if anything but a lot was placed on them and I think they've they done really really well the overall, the movie overall, like saying it was like a board I never once thought it was a boarding school. Like, I oh, instantly it was like, that's some kind of prison. Like, what is it? Where else could it be? There's nothing, you know? They're, they're, yeah. they're getting lined up, they're getting force fed this. A woman's, it has to be nice and friendly and clean and smile, and I'm like, yeah, that's why are the old girls, girls not going there? <laughs> 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 but then, uh, did they learn to be comedians as well? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's something they don't get to graduate for a comedian, that's how you don't get anything real Um <laughs> I joke, I joke. Uh yeah, so and then obviously when you get to level sixteen that is like the culmination of your, your training or whatever it is. They get taught. so then they get they um they believe that they're getting adopted by a family at sixteen years old. Um the movie's got a twist in it that it's a bit more sinister. But at this point, I you know I didn't I don't know I didn't really I didn't really buy it or I thought it was it was a slightly more tame than I expected it to be.
1: Yeah, I thought I thought the twist ending was really quite predictable and I don't usually guess movies from the beginning. Yeah. But I could I could kind of see where this was going. It was I an mean, it was an okay movie. Uh, I gave that three. Yeah, you know, I kind of. Total run of the mill three. There was nothing offensive in it. There was nothing that made me regret watching it. But would I buy it? Probably not. Can I give
0: I? a? Can I give a spoiler? That's by comparing it to a different movie. No. No. Okay.
1: No, because that's too much of a spoiler. I don't well, know well, to to.
0: <laughs> I won't mention the movie, but the director did say she gave an introduction and said that she had been sitting on this screenplay for over ten years. But if that is if that's the truth, then you should have got it made. 10 years ago because another movie recently has just came out that does that concept better
1: yeah
0: Uh, i'm the same i probably won't be in a rush to buy it but i i did i did enjoy it um nothing nothing new nothing overly exciting and you know play by numbers to the end
1: i think it will when it comes out or when it comes out to dvd or when it goes out to netflix or whatever it is it's going to happen to it I think it will still get quite good feedback, especially because it is a very, oh, well, it's all female cast apart from the kind of one character. It's all it's female driven, and right now that's in in Hollywood. It's in all and all different types of cinema. Mm-hmm. Understandably so, and I think I think some of its foibles will get overlooked because it is such a a feminine kind of empowering movie at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. I say if it comes on, I'd still definitely recommend watching it.
0: Yeah, just, aye, yeah, give it yeah, give it a go, yeah.
1: Uh, I probably wouldn't recommend buying it until you've seen it. Just it was a little bit a little bit too slow for me, but but by no means uh a nickel bottom half of movies that I've seen at Fight Fest.
0: Yeah. And that's one thing as well, um, I'll just take kinda of clear up just now and probably I'll probably reiterate as we go through. Anything Just like saying like this movie wasn't that enjoyable, I wouldn't watch again, or or anything, or any kind of negative sounding aspects. What I always take on board, especially watching these movies at Friday Fest, which seem to be more independent studio movies, that um, the amount of work that goes in to make a movie, from script to you know organization, preparation, the actors, the all the cast, all the crew, all the post production, and getting it to uh, cinema screens to then put up on the screen. And for us to watch, you know, there's a, there's so much work that goes in to want something like this to then, for then somebody to sit and say, ah, I thought it was shite. You know, so, like, to, to, the the effort and the work that's went into these movies by everyone involved is, is certainly not lost on us, if we don't think it's their favourite film in the world.
1: Well, it just, we are only I don't even know why, like episode 19, we've actually got to say this now. <laughs> yeah. uh, we are only given our opinion, so our opinion of the film is totally different. There's a movie that comes up later that Duncan, for podcast under the stairs, thought was fucking amazing. I thought was an absolute crock of dog shit. Yeah,
0: I still don't understand that. You want? Know <laughs> you want to know? What I didn't get as far as because uh, Perry said he loved it as well, and he's a fucking major troll. So I thought it was. I thought they were at it, but we'll get to that movie. We'll discuss that. <laughs> but,
1: eh, that just shows, but So if we are saying that, oh, we would recommend it, that's just that's us. What the fuck do we know? Yeah. More than everyone else. <laughs> trust us, trust us. Uh, so yeah, if it comes on, watch it. It's not offensive. It is a run of the mill film. It was average and good. Movie yeah. two.
0: Movie two on the Friday was The Dead Center.
1: It was directed by Billy Sinise, who was there doing a Q&A kinda well, introduction and a Q&A after it. It stars Shane Carruth, who we'll both remember or didn't at the time, from the movie, the time travel movie, what the fuck, Primer? Right, uh huh, okay. He he was the guy that kind of wrote and directed and starred in that. Remember, like, when our brains fucking melted yeah, to try to do a time travel episode? Yeah. We've only ever done one time travel episode since then, and like, or one time loop episode since then, and I don't think we'll revisit it anytime soon. It's
0: too, too hard, man.
1: <laughs> uh, also stars Puna Yaga Yaganan stars an Indian lady and (laughs) uh, (laughs) and Jeremy Childs (laughs) the synopsis can I say that? I don't know. try
0: again
1: Uh, all stars Purnah Yaganathan Jeremy Childs and it is from Arrow Films that was quite a good pronunciation of the names we were done yeah it didn't take eight different attempts (laughs) Maybe, maybe keep those uh those attempts that aren't there <laughs> uh, for the best of episode. Yeah. Uh, Arrow Arrow Films sponsored Fight Fest this year and this Do you know what I was missing?
0: Like in you know, obviously I love Arrow Films, everybody in that audience has got a boner for Arrow Films. But um I really like the the horror channel being involved with Fright Fest. Remember like the adverts you get between movies and the Wii, just the kinda we theme tune the horror channel's got in its adverts and the kind of red blood floating through the water kind of dissipating through the water. I liked all that. I missed that this year. But yeah, Arrow eh, sponsoring it was also pretty damn sweet.
1: And this is one that they're going to be putting out, so I assume it's going to be coming out later on in the year, either DVD or on their Amazon a streaming channel. Uh, The synopsis is, an unidentified suicide victim has come back to life in Metro General Hospital Morgue. Medical examiner Edward Graham knows the John Doe's real name, but has no idea where the reanimated body went. Psychiatrist Daniel Forrester can answer that question since a catatonic amnesiac mysteriously turned up in his ward, except he doesn't know he's the missing, previously dead man. Unaware they are separately unravelling the same strange case, the two professionals enter a mind-bending shock corridor of supernatural suspense and macabre moodiness. Uh, what did you think of Dead Centre?
0: I thought The Dead Centre was okay. Um, it's a mental health movie, but they, they try and tie it into mental health, uh, which obviously if you've listened to any of our episodes, you'll know uh, my professional background is in mental health and my watching mental health movies always gets me on the back foot however the mental health aspects in this and the kind of hospital setup was actually okay i didn't have any issues with any of the representations of patients or any of the representations of nurses and uh, psychiatrists within that setting um there was a couple of things that had happened that was obviously for movie effect that i thought were uh, professionally wrong in terms of there was one scene where he goes into a patient who was punching himself and punching the walls and he goes into the room himself, uh, and there's like four seats in that room, and he sits down right next to the guy. You probably wouldn't do that. You would sit on another chair. You could act the exact same, because he doesn't say anything. He, just, even just his presence in the room is enough to bring the guy cane around. Uh, another part is uh, one of the patients is violent and kicking off, and there is no way a consultant is ever running in to deal with a violent patient firsthand. <laughs> That's, that has <is> never <laughs> happened. No chance, man. No are cannon fodder. Yeah, consultants are like the
1: generals they stand at the back <laughs> I'm quite surprised you didn't uh, finish this movie thinking I wanted to fuck you because the whole way through it I kept looking over trying to catch your eye trying to see like oh shit I wonder if Scott's making this <laughs> be- because of the mental health thing <laughs> uh, and at the very end a woman asked a question and she had said she also uh, works in a kind of hospital environment and she thought it was spot on and again i was just looking at you like look, oh, argue with her argue with her yeah no and i, uh, could, I
0: couldn't even it was it was very close I, there was no parts um of it that were that i thought were wrong and it, or gave uh per, perhaps a mental health hospital would be like uh, a bad name even from the point where somebody comes in and um, having a like mental illness episode but is bleeding and then they're like if we can't kind of deal with you you need to put her that because there's such a such a the the visive line between mental health uh, work and physical health like like adult nursing or general nursing uh, and obviously medical uh, side of hospitals like they don't cross over at all that is crazy there's no crossover there should be crossover but there's not
1: ah. interesting yeah uh, will not we'll definitely not spoil this because if Arrow have the rights to it it means it is coming out and it means you can see it in the next few months unlike some of the films. Uh, so, it was enjoyable. Uh, some some of us in the group thought it was one of their best for the weekend. we uh, okay Duncan. Duncan loved it.
0: Yeah, I, I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was overly scary, uh, but there was, there was some interesting, interesting views. Uh, to begin with, when I came out of the movie, I thought, I wish it had ex- given me an explanation. There's some image, imagery in the movie, um, like maybe three is they're trying to like find out what's going on, and they don't really explain it. But then, on discussion of that, there there is enough, there is enough during those kind of um, montage scenes that that you can put together your own kind of story, you know. So it's there is enough in it to to be um, fully rounded. So yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, it was okay.
1: It was another three out of five for me. It was. Yeah, I gave it a three three zero. So. I, I enjoyed it more than level sixteen, but I don't think level sixteen was anywhere near bad enough or. Less than average enough to go down to 2.5, so I think both are very fair, strong threes. Dead Center I enjoyed the wee bit more, but yeah, definitely, definitely check that out when it comes out because I think that there's a good, there's a good audience for that. Uh, a lot of the special effects or the kind of the CGI, CGI, the special effects, practical effects kind of thing. I think there's, I think be a lot of people out there that have a, a, a fondness and a soft spot for Dead Center when it arrives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, on to the next one.
0: The next movie, yes. The next movie is uh, Here Comes Hell. We were joined at Fright Fest by a lot of the cast and crew for this movie. It
1: uh, was directed by Jack McHenry, who was there, uh, I think. And as Scott says, with everyone that was in the cast. <laughs> <Seen. Hey. laughs> Margaret Clooney, Jasper Britton, Timothy Renouf. That's the only people it mentions there, but I know you have somebody else.
0: Yeah, uh, Robert Llewellyn is in this movie. Uh, Crichton from Red Dwarf. I don't know if he... Uh, was invited onto this project as like in a kind of selling point because he's he's in like a name that people, he people knew. But I don't know if the fact that Red Dwarf isn't really on the telly anymore that he auditioned for that part. I don't really know how that <laughs> happened. I was going to ask it at the Q&A, but I also wanted to go to the toilet and then get myself a beer, so I didn't stay for the Q&A. Uh,
1: that was one thing that put me off about this film, was I understand why the cast and stuff was there, but at times it felt like I was watching something with canned laughter because the cast and the the to that were kind of <laughs> laughing really loudly at certain bits that I didn't find quite as funny. Yes, felt it like,
0: it really felt like, like an in-joke almost.
1: Yeah, whereas the bits that I did find funny, I was laughing out loud at that I just wish I could, I wish I was laughing on my own merit and not because I felt that, all right, that shit, that bit should have been funny. Yeah but that's just me just being fucking pedantic. It was excellent. It was filmed. Uh, I read the synopsis? Yep. Yeah. Uh, the Old Dark House style mystery thriller gets an affectionately murky makeover and director Jack McHenry's Agatha Christie meets Lucio Filci feature debut in stunning black and white with cut glass British accents and a dodgy American in the cocktail party mix. A sophisticated 1930s soiree at an isolated country mansion descends into carnage, gore and demonic possession as rivalries and old friendships are put to the test when a gateway to hell opens up. This movie I actually thought Scott you were going to hate because they've deliberately made it in black and white. Yep. And I know for kind of preview, you'd mentioned that. So, what did you think?
0: of it? I enjoyed this better than I thought I would. Um, yeah, I, it was deliberately put in black and white. But when I watched the trailer, like I, you know, as if you're a long-term listeners, I've got an issue with black and white films. Not like I just, I just find the lack of color just instantly makes my brain think this is going to be slow and boring. So I don't really give them the chance. So when I seen that this was put into black and white, I thought, well, oh, I can't be bothered with it. I thought that in the trailer, I felt like the delivery was was um, hammed up and I thought the the characters didn't look like they fit into, like, in, say, a 1930s black and white movie. But then when I watched it, that that's all part of the fun and the jokes. It's like the, the American cops got a seemingly modern revol- uh, automatic handgun rather than perhaps a revolver they would have had at that time. Um, so there's... There's kind of obvious daft things put in through the movie, and um, and it is it is a funny film, and it's uh, some of the practical effects are hilarious. There's uh, there's a scene with the uh, the medium towards the end, um, which she's chasing around the house that is, that is incredibly funny. So yeah, this I thought the story was was okay, and there was only little plot holes through it, uh, and then obviously towards the end it got ridiculous. There was there was hilarious additions that did not fit within the scope of that movie at all. Uh, so. I did enjoy this one again more than steadily more as that day went on. I do agree with you though that they, sometimes they because the, the cast and crew were dotted around the, the, the theater some of them near us and they were laughing overly loud at jokes and then at joke at parts where it didn't even seem as if it was a joke. Now that's fine they've enjoyed making that film uh, but yet yeah, as it went on it felt like if like it felt like our funny train stopped it stalled because they were having such a good time. And
1: it felt like we yeah. weren't involved. <laughs> like, yeah, that that's exactly what it is. We were actually just hot that we weren't involved in the in-jokes. <laughs> yeah. It, it's like, yeah, you can come and show us your film, but you better shut the fuck up and let me laugh when I want to laugh. And then tell me the in-jokes and then we can all laugh at them afterwards. Yeah, uh, it, was a re- it was a really fun film. I really enjoyed it. It was, it's like one you can imagine making with your pals and just writing a daft script and going for it. Very much... Uh, Duncan said it in his recap, very much in the style of Evil Dead. There was a lot of similarities there. There was bits in the movie I would personally cut out because it went on a wee bit too long without a little payoff. But as a whole package, I thought it was... It really was fun. And at that point in the day, it was actually my highlight of the day. Like, as you say, it had to get steadily better. I thought, fuck, I was not expecting... Like, I was expecting to like it, but more to like it just to wind you up that, of course, I like the Black and White movie and you hate it. But it was really, I was pleasantly surprised by it.
0: Yeah. And and, and also, they, they, they filmed this in a big old old rundown house, and that was the whole point. One of the millionaires had bought this house, he was going to fix it up, and they were having a fancy dinner party just to... Why well, they had a fancy dinner party when the house was a riot, I don't know. But <laughs> something that they never mentioned within the movie... But it must have just been a, a, a like a part of actually filming it. You could constantly see the actor's breath. It must have been freezing in that place. But they never ever mention it, and so much so that the characters are like constantly smoking. And I think that's maybe to was maybe to try and disguise the fact that you could see their breath on screen. But <laughs> that's just something that I picked up.
1: Yeah. And all the all the actors were all kind of young folk. I don't know how much they've been in, in the past, but they were all very, very competent, very. Yeah,
0: good. yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh,
1: I love it. So, it also get a three and it feels like I'm just rating everything three and that's not really the case. That's nearly got a three and a half. I
0: gave this uh, a three and a half.
1: Oh, did you? Yep. Oh, now I feel like I need to see it. Nope, nope, I'm sticking. I'm yep. sticking with three. Uh, but it was very good and actually, as far as the Fright Fest go, it was kind of one of the stronger starts. Usually, by this point, there's a movie that I think, ah, why have they showed that? At least everything is very kind of like middle ground, it's there's there's got an audience for it and there's also an audience that might hate it, but they were all they were all quite strong movies. Yeah. So that brings us on to the next movie, which was a Black Circle, directed by Adrian Garcia Bogliano. It starred Christina Lindberg, who we should have known but we didn't. Uh, she used to be an old Swedish titty model, mm. uh, and she was there on the night to talk about things. I don't know what she was talking about. But she's too old to get her tits out. So. Uh, Whoa, well, that was mean. You're uh, never too old. You're never too old. <laughs> Felice Jankel and Erica Midgefowl. The synopsis is when her sister, Isa, recommends she listens to the B-side of an old 1970s vinyl album, she swears changes lives. Celeste is sceptical, to say the least. But deciding to go along with Isa's request, she plays the magnetic hypnosis record, just as slumber hits only to realise she has released a ghostly doppelganger desperate to replace its original. This is the movie that we said that Duncan absolutely loved thoroughly oh, enjoyed it. Perry also said he enjoyed it, but like Scott said, he's just a fucking troll. He's this movie was dog shit.
0: <laughs> I uh, I do kind of agree yeah I agree with you yeah. this, um, if everything was taken a step up as it got like progressively uh, through the Friday this this uh, took a step back I felt that this movie was overly long overly repetitive and didn't make sense Selling not to me um, can I give a wee spoilers for this at the end? Uh,
1: tried not to because there is still an audience for it and I don't want it to be that much a bastard
0: Okay, I will say a sentence, and if you don't hear it, then Liam has cut it.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, as you heard, I have cut that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a total spoiler. Uh, the movie is very, very long. Do you know what? It's actually, it's 101 minutes, which is frightening looking at that, because as I said in the live stream. Apparently, this took fifteen days to film, and it took fucking fifteen days to watch. This film was easy, easy five hundred times longer than hundred and one minutes.
0: It certainly felt, didn't it? And you, uh, and you see when you when you're at like a fright fest, you know, like a festival experience, when you're sitting down watching movies in a row, that's hard, you know. Sitting down on for all that amount of time isn't easy, you know. Like I don't know how fat lazy Bass is in the house, but um, <laughs> when you're sitting in like theatre seats, it's not easy to sit there. Multiple times in a row. So yeah, when you when you get a long movie, when you get a long movie that you don't get sucked into and it doesn't really make a lot of sense, it's it's hard to to enjoy.
1: I kept finding myself like acting a bit a child. Like I would like, stretch out my legs and my arms and looking about and sighing really loudly as it get closer and closer to what I thought was the end. But this movie just did not land with me at all. No. And when I turned around, I looked at you. You said the exact same looked at Duncan and Perry, Perry had his thumbs up, laughing, Duncan just started laughing, because he'd obviously said, Liam's going to fucking hate this, because it's exactly like uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow, they were right, but that's why Perry's been a troll, because there's no danger he enjoyed this.
0: Like I thought, because they were sitting next to each other at the end of the row, and I thought like, they had maybe finished it, and they were like, ah, well that was shite, and then Perry's went to Duncan, let's pretend that we liked it. Because that's the kind of thing, that's the kind of trolling that you would do, but I've mean, <laughs> not actually had time to listen to Duncan's Fright Fest episode yet, but I assume that he's committing to saying that he enjoyed this movie.
1: Yeah, he is. And he did, he, he could tell when he was, like, after it had finished and we were talking about it, I could see the bits that he enjoyed and when I was watching it, I did think the only person that's going to enjoy this is Duncan, <laughs> because it's very much his style of film. I, I don't know who else it's for, because it just... Went on and on and on, and by the end of it, you're like, what the fuck was that about? <laughs> like, yeah. I know they say this hypnotic record thing, but ah, I, I have no idea what was going on.
0: Yeah, it got a bit wacky, didn't it? Towards the end, I it didn't land on me. I gave it two out of five. I gave
1: it two as well. And actually, thinking back, no, I'll, I'll stick with two. It's it's unfair. I think it's unfair to give anything less than a two unless it really like. Unless I'm angry that it's been made, I'm not angry this has been made. I'm angry that I had to sit through it, Yeah. but I'm not angry it's been made because, as Duncan shows, there's somebody out there for everything. Absolutely, <laughs> uh,
0: that's then that's the thing, isn't it? There is an audience for there's every film has got its audience, and that's the thing that this this movie just pure just not the audience. Yeah,
1: like I, I would never recommend this to anyone because I wouldn't want somebody watching it and going, "Oh, I cheers for that Liam Why the fuck did you make me watch that?" I'm not putting my name to ever recommending this but if you're if you like if you're a fan of Mandy and I liked Mandy but if you're a fan of uh, pa, whatever the fuck the director's name is I can't, I, I can't I'm pronouncing too many weird names now <laughs> I can't go back and do his if you liked his first movie, Beyond the Black Rainbow, then this is this is in that ilk. This is for you. If you, like me, watched that seriously hungover and couldn't stop being sick and thinking, oh my god, is this death? Because this is horrible. <laughs> Having to actually sit through this movie, then avoid this. Uh, I'm sure it'll come out at some point. If not, Duncan will probably buy the rights to it and <laughs> distribute it himself because he did thoroughly enjoy it. So, yeah, not for me.
0: Or me. So now we move on to the final movie of Friday Night. Dead Ant. Dead Ant.
1: Directed by Ron Carlson, starring Sean Astin, Jake Busey and Tom Arnold. Uh, the synopsis is the 1989 one-hit wonder glam metal band Sonic Grave embark on a trip to the Nocella Rock Festival with her long-suffering manager in the hopes of a comeback. Making a detour to Joshua tree to score some peyote. their carefree psychedelic pit stop soon upsets the balance of desert nature and they find themselves fighting an army of flesh eating ants. Whilst the antsy bugs keep increasing in size as the band hurtles towards their last desperate gig. This is the first movie where we got full frontal bush. Yeah, like straight away. Yep, straight away. So it was just and that was also the Lassie from Zombievers that also gets her beaver out. Yeah. So when I seen it at the start, I thought she's well going to get her tits out here, and she did. And it was actually to us it's quite unsettling because I can't believe how quick she did it.
0: Yeah, and obviously she's not even in the movie. That's just like the opening the opening scene. Now, if I also watched that scene and I was I couldn't, I mean it sets the tone of the movie for sure. Like it hit just as how daft it is and the, all the type of movies that they're making fun of. But I also thought like, is it is it necessary? But I mean I want to see boobs and bush as much as everybody else, but.
1: Did it really have to happen straight out the gate? Yeah, yes, for <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the CGI in this film was appalling. But I
0: I also think that was on not on purpose. I mean, you can only do as. But I think yeah, I think it was slightly on purpose because that is the type of old creature feature movies they're make fun of.
1: But the have you ever you have you ever seen them from the fifties?
0: I've not seen them. I've seen Phase Four. Is that how? When was that? I
1: have no idea. Right, yeah, I think that's maybe maybe seventies maybe, I'll go I'll guess. Uh, well them had big giant man eating ants and they were actually done way better in the fifties than they were in this film. Right. Uh, and it, there's gonna be the announced Cause Fight are releasing this, they're gonna change the name to what is it, giant killer bees? Like. Giant no killer no, giant, killer. <laughs> no, no not giant killer bees. That would be a definitely stupid name. <laughs> if it's not about bees. Uh, I I don't understand the the logic behind that. Now,
0: I the... I thought maybe it was because it didn't want to seem as if they were being bad about killing nature. You know. Yeah. But that's one one slight spoiler I'm going to give because it's not a spoiler to the the story. The, the dead ant can be sang in the Pink Panther theme tune now the guy from Fight Fest, uh, Paul done it like two maybe three times when he was introduced in the movie and then our friend Ross, Ross Todd he arrived to watch this movie and he came up and made that joke to me as well and says that's already been done so by the time that the characters in the movie actually make the same joke I thought oh no I'm not I'm <laughs> fed up with that but if they've changed the name to Big Giant Killer Ants then that joke's almost redundant
1: Big Giant Big Giant... Big Giant Killer Ants. It yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> actually works alright.
1: <laughs> uh, big Giant Killer Ants is the title... I don't know if that is the, the title, but it's very similar to that. Yeah. That's that's the title that you would see in a supermarket and a DVD that is like £3 and you avoid. And this movie <coughs> is w- way better than that. Yeah. This is one that you, sh- you actually should watch. It's daft, it's stupid, it's... It kind of wears its heart and its sleeve. It's not trying to be anything more than what it is. It was fun. And yeah. the, the acting in it's great. Yeah. It's, I I, don't, I think if they change the name of this, which they're going to do, then it's going to drastically lower the the reach that this movie could get by keeping the title Dead Ant.
0: I think so, yeah, because it's that movie that came out a couple of years ago, Big Ass Spider. You, the minute you see that, you just
1: think, oh, I'm not even, even be bored watching that because it's just so shit. And, and I bet you it's actually, well, maybe not, maybe not big as spider, but <laughs> the, the, there's a lot of the movies that could actually be quite good. Uh, Zombievers I thought was fucking excellent. I that name was a bit creative. See if they called that Little Mad uh, Tiny Zombie, I'd still watch it. Sure <laughs> <like>. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think they should definitely, if Frightfest are listening, definitely keep the name Dead
0: Ant. There must be a reason though there must be I don't know why these things get changed like that but there there must be a reason why they've done it so it's it's not it's not up for us to figure out
1: true I also really 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 want to try peyote yeah like it just looks like the fucking tits yeah I thought after I thought after the Mr. Jones episode as well yeah no
0: yeah see like the scene where they're setting up their camp in the middle of the desert and then they'll just like tan the drugs I thought oh man I want to go wild camping take drugs
1: <laughs> <laughs> take peyote so yeah Dead Anne was a brilliant movie to finish the, and also the fr-
0: also the uh, the main characters wearing in cowboy boots and then he whaps on a cowboy hat and you know he's going to be kicking the shit out of every bad guy that's out there so <laughs> I love this movie
1: so Scott sat with a raging chubby the entire <laughs> time it's definitely a brilliant movie to end the Friday night on it was fun and it made you leave Fright Fest excited for the next day tired yeah. sore but uh, at yourself that you actually sat through fucking black circle when you could have went and like I don't know, ate something or had a shite or just actually just looked at paint. Dry. Yeah, just stood
0: not. It stood in the foyer <laughs> for two hours.
1: <laughs> uh, but it made, you, it made you excited to come back to fight fest the next day, which yeah. is the, the way they should end it. Yeah. So
0: I gave that I gave it a three. I thought it was good. It was good laugh. It wasn't serious at all. It was a daft movie. Good fun. Yeah.
1: I gave it a three as well. It was a day of threes a day of thieves for me, apart from Black
0: Circle Okay, so then we move on to the Saturday, and the Saturday starts uh, and like a, a one movie earlier so you know, you're, you get out of this, the cinema at, like 20 to 1 in the morning 21 in the morning, and you are to be back in the cinema at 11 o'clock the next morning so my notes as they go, uh, this next movie is called Rosalka, and I've got brackets under it, typed at 1am on Friday night, we're not making this movie and it turned <laughs> out that's me and, me and Lauren, not uh, the whole group And uh, that turned out to be 100% true because I snoozed my alarm for about two and a half hours and slept through the first movie. (laughs) So Liam, this one is all on you.
1: Uh, So finally we went home. uh, Duncan was actually crashing at mine. And me, Duncan and Lena stayed up till about three, maybe half past three in the morning, just talking shit and eating crisps because we were starving. So we had not enough sleep but me Duncan and Perry got up and went to see the Rasalka, directed by Perry Blackshear who as Perry found out our Perry eh, did a voice in Red Dead Redemption which was just funny to us because I know how you feel about that game <laughs> and it, it means you missed it Yeah, and it, it should be funny but i mean so it is <laughs> it stars Evan Dumichel margaret Young drake who's a babe by the way and McLeod andrews uh, the synopsis says tom falls in love with a mysterious woman who swims in a lake at night where far too many people have recently drowned drawn to her almost immediately upon arrival at his holiday cabin he must deal with a man out to revenge his late husband's accidental death unfolding in quiet restraint but with an ever deepening intensity that explodes in an outburst of violence and monstrosity Blackshear's tale of doomed star-crossed lovers is a wonderfully elegant nightmare. This is another film like fucking Fright Fest last year or like the horror genre last year where it's an another fish being getting <laughs> pumped have some
0: <laughs> Your
1: favourite? I fucking love it, man. I, I don't know. I never until Shape of Water and then Cold Skin and now this. I never realised how much I loved watching humanoid fishes being <laughs> fucked. <laughs> but I do, and I think that that's actually how Captain Birdseye get into the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this movie was great. The cinematography was beautiful. It felt like a. It felt a wee bit like The Witch. In the way that was a, a very kind of slow burn, a lot of idyllic scenery shots, but the acting was outstanding. To to put the the main character as a mute, so you, you, the fact that your main character is not talking, he's only kind of the hand signals and uh, sign language. Your other character is a, a fish lady who is gorgeous <laughs> and. Then there's also this third character who is trying to avenge his husband's death. It's so inclusive and progressive that there's a gay relationship, there's this fucking mute as your lead character. It really, this started Saturday so strongly, it really hit out the park and I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed Rosalka. I don't know if it's got, I think it's going to change its name to The Siren.
0: Yeah, this is another one that's changing its name, yeah
1: which I think is just to make it more accessible because, like, what does Rosalca mean?
0: Yeah, uh, but also at the same time, that's, as soon as Duncan said that, Duncan was the one that told me at, at the time, and he said that it's changed his name to Siren, and I thought, that, that movie's just came out on Sky Sky Cinema. He's like, oh no, that's a different Siren. So there's a movie that's just came out called Siren on Sky Cinema just now, and then Frightfester, they're putting it out on their label called Siren, another movie. Like, Why, why do movies get called the same thing? That's weird to me
1: it is. Uh, it's odd. I, I wouldn't mind if they call To be honest, I don't care. If they call it the Siren, if they call it the Rosalka, it's still a fucking brilliant uh, movie. Yeah,
0: the movie's exactly the same. I rose by any other name.
1: Uh, uh, I think the the director had, has done something before with the same cast. Like I think he's got a very uh, like a wee posse himself that he does each of the movies. Duncan raved about his other movie. I can't remember what it's called. I've never seen it, so can't comment. But I'm definitely going to go check it out because I say the Rosalca was a brilliant way to start this Saturday and I gave it a resounding wait till I check my letterbox I gave it a 4 star and a big love heart
0: well now that, this is, that's rubbish this is, I've missed that film but it is getting released pretty quickly like April or May I believe uh, I'll get a chance to see it so I'm looking forward to checking it out then um, not like missing Tigers Are Not Afraid last year and still having no idea when I'm going to get to see that <laughs>
1: What I've heard is a masterpiece. I did actually, after we watched it, I was like, I can't tell Scott, like, how much I enjoyed it because you'd think I was just trolling you. Like, I was (laughs) you missed one. By the way, best movie yet. It generally was the best movie at, like, so far at that time. And if you are a fan of, kind of, The Witch, just basically slow burns that look beautiful then i think you'll really really enjoy this if you don't like slow burns and you need uh, tits and big giant ants then go watch dead ant and shut up
0: that's that's fair enough
1: <laughs> the next film was automata
0: uh, automata pronounce it yeah
1: i'll tell you how i do not know that i at this point decided that i was hungry uh On duncan and perry and to be honest, everybody else in the posse apart from Scott <laughs> uh, decided we would go and grab a bite to eat. Only because I've seen some of Laurie Brewster's other work, like The Lord of Tears, which is the Owlman thing, and I can't remember what the other one is, it's about crows or birds, and I wasn't keen on it. I'd love to I'd love to be a fan because he's a Scottish director, and I did actually I kind of crowdfunded. The Ill Man movie, and it got a special Blu ray of the, of the movie with like a fella for Ill Man. I just can't get into it. I did all that before I actually seen the Ill Man. After I seen it, I kind of regretted it, and I just wasn't fussed about this. So food seemed better. But what did you think of it? Because it's the only eyes in the posse that actually seen this.
0: Yeah, so I got I came in my taxi on my because uh, Lauren. She, she snoozed at a lot more than uh, more than I did. She came in even later, but I came in and uh, sat up in our seats in the back row, and I felt like uh, Chandler in that episode of Friends. You know when he gets the uh, Joey gives them all the tickets to the, the one woman show, and Chandler's the only <laughs> one that ends up going, and he sits in the front seat. Why won't you love me? She just the uh, goes through like the our, our uh, menstrual cycle and all the rest of it. So that's what I feel. The Dana yeah. monologues. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I wanted to see this film. I, I read about this one. I was quite interested to see it. And again, because it's Scottish director, uh, Laurie Brewster, I wanted to see what he'd done. I haven't actually seen any of his other movies, uh, although I was aware of the old Ill- Man uh, movie. Um, I thought the film, it was it was quite interesting. It had some proper scary moments. It gave me a wee fright. It was the first ones that actually kind of gave me a fright. It was, it's, it was about a kind of creepy doll that was... Made by an old uh, general, like seventeen hundreds guy, that made this doll to be the uh, to be his daughter, like to look exactly like his daughter after his daughter went missing, and um, so then it could do like a couple of tricks. It can move about. It was a, a automaton, as which called it was like a clockwork doll, and um, so there was a couple of scenes where, and then the the movie is about an up to date, like in the present, this uh, guy who was an expert on this whole story, he's done a lot of research on this story, and the doll has come back and been found after like 200, 300 years or whatever how long it was, and he was tasked to get it to do the tricks it was supposed to be programmed to do, so uh, there was a couple of scenes where um, there it, 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 it was jump scares when the doll moved its head in creepy ways like in like in reflections in the mirror and all the rest of it, and the lighting and stuff was pretty good um, that gave me a fright I thought that's, well, cause that's, what we're, that's what I'd been saying all Friday, I thought that nothing's actually scary yet, so that was quite good but there was a whole overriding theme of forbidden love, shall we say, or would it be easier just to say um, incest? <laughs> because the general, as it turned out, uh, was was pretty much fucking his daughter, and then there was a whole sexual chemistry between the dad and stepdad and the present uh, dad and stepdaughter in the present. She kept saying "thank you, daddy" quite a lot. That was just quite weird. Especially when I'm sitting there myself, you know, <laughs> watching this film. Um, <laughs> so that was quite weird, and there was. I do having issues with the lighting, because if you watch this film, um, you'll see that at the beginning of this episode I was talking about how I wanted to light my, my room up red and blue. Well, that's kind of like what he's done to this old mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it kind of works sometimes, it kind of it doesn't work other times. Uh, but there was something w- with the lighting, the lighting was so prominent that, again, I, I didn't stay for the Q&A because um, I went straight out again afterwards uh, to meet Lauren because she was waiting on me, um, that... There was quite often establishing shots of the mansion that would show it was lit up like blackpool illuminations, like every light was on in the house, and then it would flick to inside the house and it was it would be pitch black. And I think, well, wait a minute, two minutes ago every fucking light was on, and it was all it was all like warm yellow lights, but now we're inside and there's a it's like a blue tinge over the whole thing. Uh, and I assume, because I I feel like his movies have an element of of budget. They're not full independent, you know they're not like a bunch of people running around doing it for nothing. Like, I feel as if there's budget behind his movies, albeit modest, that decisions like that would have been made on purpose. So I don't know if it was, like, the flip. I don't... I couldn't remember. I think I'd, I had think, think I'd ideas while I was watching it, but then the overriding thing, when he starts spanking his stepdaughter's ass, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I'm out. Um, <laughs> see, that's
1: the one bit that I've heard you talk about that I'm like, I wanted <laughs> <did> to see. <laughs> I am so... Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, no, the story loses its way towards the end. There's quite a lot of dream sequences that develop into further dream sequences and, and ghosts. Between the end it's not just a the doll, there's like millions of like seventeenth century ghosts who attack, but every time they're about to, to like land the attack it, the, the person like wakes up in a different room and that happens multiple times so it feels as if there's no payoff. Almost like it feels as if well, why the fuck are you these ghosts? Because they're not quite doing to do you. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry if that's a spoiler, but that's same um, that movie it just for me it lost its weight and i didn't fully follow the story like intensely all the way through so i gave that a two and a half out of five
1: see that was matches with the the kind of lord of tears uh as well was it even called lord of tears i think it was the old man movie uh, which they then released it in like as and stuff it's titled the old man it was it was so all over the place and it was still like. You think quite a simple story but they convoluted it in such a way that you're like what the fuck is going on and i really i want to support it because it's scottish yeah and we should but also want to be totally honest and um I, if if my belly's rumbling and it's between that and uh a, a film from hex studios uh, i'm afraid that i'm going to go and eat food
0: yeah absolutely yeah
1: which I did do. I ate macaroni cheese. I don't like cheese. I only realised that after I ordered the macaroni. And I was like, I don't like cheese. What the fuck have I done? And it entered into a conversation as well about paedophilia and me getting touched up uh, when I was a young boy from the priest for physical bottles. That happened the entire duration of this film. <laughs> well, you sat there watching a daughter gets spanked by her dad we were in a pub making really rude crass comments about me getting touched up as a wee boy and I don't know which one I prefer.
0: If you go back to possibly even episode one, you'll hear <laughs> our discussion on uh, Lee his Physicola bottles and uh, what I tell you what actually what a Physicola bottle is which I remember at the time uh, checking to see if that was something on Urban Dictionary and it wasn't and I was going to put it in as a, the inventor of a Physicola bottle
1: <laughs> We well, hope that Duncan will really be enjoying this just now because he was in stitches. He, I don't think he could handle just where that conversation was going.
0: Did but you tell him what a physical bottle was or were you just talking about the actual sweets again?
1: I was just talking about what I would do for a fizzy cola bottle. Oh, yeah. The, when- the whole thing, like, I, I would take him and, like, three of his pals, like, he could just <laughs> batter boz off my chin just fizzy <laughs> cola bottles. If it was normal cola bottles and some paedophile was like, listen, you're to suck my dick, I'd be like, nah, I'm no bring out the physical bottles and I'll give you a reach around and I'll fucking, I'll have my finger up your ass as well. It's all and about
0: that those tank, it's all about those tank isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's how, you, that's how you lure the kids in.
0: A physical bottle is when you put a mouthful of a bit and then lick somebody's butthole. <laughs> 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 Just so you know.
1: <laughs> uh, so that that's what was happening while you were sitting in the cinema yourself stroking it to a stepdaughter getting uh, spanked after that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, what did you give? Yeah, I gave it a 2.5 a two out of 5 yeah,
1: so you did uh, so was it, this wasn't the worst of the festival for you was it? Or um,
0: we get into that later uh, I don't know I think it's probably on, on par with uh, with the Black Circle but also, what I've got to say is they, they showed a really uh, good short before it, a, a short that you turned out that you think you've already seen before uh, it was a very short 90 second short about um, a girl walking through a field seeing a scarecrow and the scarecrow ch- chases. It. In fact, I'll, what I'll do is I'll try and see if the person has put that up for like viewing online, and i will try and share it in our in our group to let you see it because it's a it's one of those quick clever uh, stories that's got that wee twist in the end, and it's re- it's really quite fun and well made. So it's good. It's called The Scarecrow.
1: I'm going to actually look into that because when you were telling me and I got the ending, I definitely have seen that, and I have no idea like, yeah. how because it's not. I don't go watching short movies. Yeah. So i don't know how i've seen it but yeah that brings us then where we the, the posse came together well fed uh well hard at the the sign of a stepdaughter getting spanked uh, we met back up to watch a danish film called finale yeah it was directed by soren yule peterson Uh it starred anne bergfield karen mickelson Damon younger christopher fabricius Fra- mads Kudal, kim sonderholm and Gustav Skavines. I don't know who any of the people play. Uh, The director was actually there. The synopsis is Denmark has reached the finals of the European Championships and everyone is going to their TVs. That's quite interesting because the movie doesn't tell you that. It says they reached a final and you never actually find out what it was. Uh, The small petrol station on the edge of town is yet to open. This is where Agnes on her final shift before heading to Germany to start a new life and Belinda work they're hoping for a quiet night but they've been chosen as players in a gruesome game and no customer means no witnesses this film was pretty much pff, thumbs down
0: yeah this film this, the director comes on at the start um, to introduce it and says how beware this is so harrowing this film there's scenes that have made walkouts in the past just you know go in with caution I'm sitting there thinking yes another film that's that's you know hyped up that People have walked out of, and I can't wait to see this and see you know push my boundaries. And I just thought it was tame, 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 nothing new, just meh. It was like a poor man's hostel. Yeah, promised the most disturbing scenes, but never seen it. However, uh, this is where um, the the metal band came fight. But if you watch the real live stream that we done during it, you'll you'll hear us talking about it. Uh, nipple trauma. And It was the name <laughs> of uh, our black metal album, and it's because the, there's some nipple trauma in the, the movie, but. It doesn't, you know. People get their nipples pierced all the time, so
1: yeah. Basically, the director built it up that there was going to be one scene in particular that people would walk out of. Don't don't say that to a Frightfest fest crowd. Don't say that to a crowd of people who are like horror aficionados, because you're you're putting you're putting it up in a pedestal that is never going to. Yeah, this is this is this is
0: an audience who will cheer and and, and applaud head trauma when, when they see it in movies like that's that's what they wait for. We you know head's blown off or cut off or whatever, then you get a round of applause from this audience. So piercing an Apple, or you know, whatever else you done in the movie is not gonna nobody's walking out from that. Yeah. But he also in his QA or whatever, he also seems as if he wasn't particularly a horror movie fan or he didn't want to make those scenes but they said but you you're not getting the money unless you do it so he's like, Right, okay. Yeah.
1: it it, it kind of the whole situation of him being there kind of smelled a little like he is only doing this to maybe get finance for a different for the next film. Yeah, for the next movie. Uh, he's not into horror. Uh, he didn't want a lot of these kind of graphic scenes, which weren't that graphic to be in it. And as Duncan actually said, his thing: see, when you're, you're the creator of the film, his heart's not in it. Then how can you possibly expect our hearts to be in it? yeah it was it it was torture porn but torture porn done in a a kind of it's got a poor man's way it wasn't there's not much to take from it you you watched two lasses get beaten by a guy in a clown mask for a while and then the tables turn and the girls kind of kick back but Mm -hmm. yeah it was definitely Nah, I've got uh, nothing new. Well, if there's nothing nice to say about something, you shouldn't say anything at all. So I gave it two stars.
0: Yeah, I well, I actually gave it two and a half, but I, I wasn't, I wasn't overly impressed. Yeah. So moving so, on.
1: Moving on to the next one, which is two seconds. So moving on to the next one, we went to the pub. Uh, we did a live stream, which is what Scott says. The nipple yep. trauma band came. You might have caught the live stream if you didn't you should because it was actually quite good
0: yeah
1: <laughs> we came across quite well I think it?
0: so yeah but it'll still be up on our Facebook page if you go and searching for it
1: uh, so we then came back for Hoon Young Park's new film he is the director of I Saw the Devil which is excellent uh, and it's called The Witch Part 1 the subversion it's a Korean film and uh, the cast is Woosik Choi Min Soo Jo Dami Kim I have no idea if that's how you pronounce those names. So well, you, you,
0: done, you done good. You done good.
1: <laughs> if you're listening, I apologise. Uh, this was the Scottish Premier. And the synopsis is a government experiment to augment certain children with superpowers ends in bloody massacre, but Ku Jai Yun escapes to become a simple farm girl trying to help her adopted family through financial hardship. An appearance in a TV talent contest for prize money blows her cover, putting her once more in the sights of the sinister organisation responsible for her undercover plight with devastating, shocking and spectacular results. This film is much like... a. Uh, I don't know if I talked about the podcast before, there's one called The Night Comes For Us, where it's like a kind of a horror action film. Look, there's a lot of heavy martial arts kind of combat in a horror setting, and this movie was the fucking tits.
0: This movie was a sci-fi movie with action in it. I didn't get the horror elements at all. I I thought this movie was overly long, but when the action kicks in, it was brutally brilliant. I mean, it was, it was good, but it was more of an action film than a horror film. Um... Still enjoyable, but uh, but but uh, just the once. I'd imagine though, I don't see myself watching that again. Um, Really? Towards the end, there was so many times that I thought, "Right, is that it? Right, is that it?" I was busting for the toilet towards the end, and I was like, "I didn't even stay for the epilogue. I was, I had to, I had to to leave. But um, yeah, I thought, you know, and I I I like the kind of wee twist that they've got in it. There's a a twist in the in the characters as it goes on. But you know, I spoke to Perry afterwards. He was really looking forward to this one. But, um, and, like, I agree with what he said, like, if they don't actually make a part two, I'm happy with the conclusion that was that, that it came to. Um, but they also, as they end obviously it was explained to me what happened in the epilogue uh, that uh, they've led up for a potential uh, sequel, you know, to, to where they would go. However, um, once it was finished, like, being Fright Fest and being before it, they gave uh, the Arrow trailer for their new release of uh, The Ring that I... You thought, well, maybe it's going to be like a like a key horror and not a key action. So that's where I stood on it.
1: Uh, I don't know. Uh, I I did get wee we horror bits in it, but like with a lot of fight fest movies, they're not all horror. Remember two years ago, where there wasn't a single horror. Yeah, <laughs> played. I really enjoyed it. I was expecting the kind of action part of it, but I enjoyed that. I enjoy people getting their faces put through walls. It is long. It's one hundred twenty-five minutes. I left with Scott at the exact same time, so missed the kind of epilogue bit just because I was literally going to piss myself. But I really, really enjoyed it. And at this point, this was my movie of the festival with 4.5 out of 5. Really? I gave
0: this 3. Everything's been kind of middle of the road for me, 3s and 3s along Uh, most of the way, yeah.
1: I'm surprised... Well, I'm not surprised. I do, I, I get the... If you if you do if you're not into action then yeah this movie's not for you at all, uh, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm actually I'm looking forward to a sequel. I
0: I, I might watch a sequel. I might. I might not.
1: <laughs> uh, this brings us on to the second last film of the fright fest. We're all feeling a bit sad that it's nearly ending. Uh, the drink started to amp up at this point with some of you. I can remember.
0: I just, no, I was just on, was just on beers. Oh, like, it wasn't a heavy drinking weekend this week, as as, as previous years have been, something like for me anyway.
1: Oh, not for me. Anytime I had a pint, I nearly well, I felt I had to fall asleep. Uh, so this was Freaks, uh, directed by Zach Lipovsky, who was there to introduce it and do a Q&A, and also directed by Adam B. Stein. It starred Emil Hirsch, uh, Bruce Dern, and Lexi Colker. It was the UK premiere, and the synopsis is 7 year old Chloe never leaves her ramshackle suburban home unless under the watchful eye of her paranoid father. Instead, he trains his daughter to adopt an assumed identity if she's ever separated from him, or to hide in a well provisioned panic room if he should not return from one of his infrequent forays outside. However, something clearly isn't quite right with this weird family dynamic, and Chloe is determined to find out what exactly lies outside the door her father is so frightened of. This movie was also the fucking
0: tits. This movie really was good, man. And this is this is one of the first... one. Well, obviously, we had uh, Sean Aston and, and Jake Busey before, uh, the night before, but this movie had Emile Hirsch in it, and he's one of my favourite actors, you know, his personal life aside. Uh, <laughs> I love everything that he's in, uh, and including this. I thought this movie was well-written, and I think it had his guessing whether he was telling the truth or whether he was crazy for a while before it was confirmed, because I would sent it like, as we were watching it, you kind know, of whispering back and forth, saying... I think I think he's like well I'm not going to say what it what it is but obviously like the synopsis says that they're locked inside their house. There was one scene where um, Chloe opens the door and he shuts it and says oh you could have got us killed and nobody in the audience laughed. Now that's such a ridiculous situation because it seems as if outside it for the most part looks normal so you're you're not really sure why they're locked in this house. So by him saying oh you nearly got us killed it's almost like the words of a like a like a quote unquote crazy person that would maybe. Gather some some laughs from an audience like oh what you know he's like you no you know it should be fine to open the door but it's written in such a way that yeah we believed him we were fully believing in Emil Hirsch that there was danger outside from the get go so yeah. yeah I think it was I think it was really really well written and also can I say they say don't work with kids or animals but I don't know where they found that wee lassie from but she was brilliant she was really really good
1: she was and not not even in a way that because it's a child you can you let her away with some stuff like. Ah, it's good acting for a child. She was fucking excellent yeah. as a, as an adult actress. She'd be yeah. still fucking excellent. It uh, was it was a, a sci fi film more than it was horror. Uh,
0: Certainly in the end, yeah, that it changed like definitely in the end, kind of half or the end quarter, the last third or whatever, the third act, and that's probably the only downfall for me. The, oh, really? Yeah, I mean, it was still okay. Still enjoyed it, but it took a, it took away from the the idea from the beginnings for me. Like when they got to like how it ended, but it was still enjoyable. The whole film as a whole.
1: Ah, see, I, I like I like the kind of sci fi bit that creeped in, just because I think if it went the run of the mill way that it looked like it was going to go, I would have yeah, I would have felt a bit flattened after it because it seemed very original. It seemed very quirky the way it was done. Bruce Dern is excellent in it. Yeah. It got to a point where I think more folk were appreciating the movie just because they've all grown up watching Bruce Dern and shit. And every time he opened his mouth, the entire room were laughing. Even if what he said wasn't that funny, I think it's just, it's like Tom Hanks. It's like, oh, Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks is a great guy. Uh, everybody loves Tom Hanks. That's what it is with Bruce Dern. No matter what he does, you just think, oh, fucking right on, man. Right on, Bruce. Yeah. Uh, but that's a definite... It then became, drum roll, my five out of five. It was my, oh, really? my movie. Yep, my movie of Fright Fest. Wow. So
0: there you go. It's my highest
1: rated movie. I gave it a four out of five. If it's your highest rated movie, Scott, then it means that it was also your favourite movie of Fright Fist.
0: My highest
1: rated so far. Right, okay. So you have to say so far, because I thought you were going back to the way you used to rate movies where you absolutely loved it and you gave it a two out of ten. Uh, hold on, what
0: did I rate? It. I need to do some uh, research to see if I rated other things before we get to the end. You you continue. What what was next?
1: (laughs) So then this brings us to the last movie, Fright Fest. One that, personally, I wasn't looking forward to because usually the last movie on a Saturday night is pretty piss poor. It's things that you're... You walk away thinking, ah, if I'd just left two hours ago, I could have been
0: home in my bed by now. Yeah, you feel yeah. as if all the organisers leave as soon as that movie starts, and you think, oh, do they know something? I don't. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah,
1: <laughs> and they do, they come out and they thank you for coming, and they say, we'll see you next year. And they do, they all leave, even the fucking, most of the staff in the GFT leave.
0: Yeah.
1: And then you sit there, you through, usually, like, that movie last year was just crud. Uh, you sit through it and you feel a wee bit cheated. So this movie was called The Horde, directed by Jesse Thomas Cook and Mark Wheel. It starred Lisa Solberg, Tony Burgess and Barry Moore, Rye Bartlett, Elma Begovic. Uh, the, it was a European premiere and the synopsis is the ultimate reality show turns into a deadly nightmare as a crew of TV personalities, including a professional organiser, a psychologist, two ghost hunters and a team of junk removers attempt to reform a legendary hoarder who owns four condemned and haunted properties. It's a pilot episode for their comeback series Extremely Haunted Hoarders. What could possibly go wrong? This unlike what like we were expecting, this movie was actually very, very fun.
0: This movie was a perfect ending movie and at this point, like, obviously we weren't steaming, there was no like spanking the bottle of red wine that we've done in the past, but a bunch of drinks in us and it landed perfectly. It was hilarious. Great fun and a great laugh. I think uh, it did. It did get a bit daft, like towards like the very end, like the last, the third act again in this one. Um, but you know, for the most part, there was a lot of funny jokes in it, and a, and a lot of them landed. Certainly in the audience, certainly at that time of night. Yeah,
1: I've not. But I think the last time I remember hearing an audience laugh as much during like a film, it was like Jackass Two or the the first Jackass movie. The crowd were eating this up and everybody was in it together and at first I was thinking because you guys were drinking way more than me I was thinking right this is funny but is it funnier for them because they're pissed and then they would come out with an R oh, one liner and then I'd roll about laughing and it was it really was the best way to end it because everybody just had a fucking rip roaring good time.
0: It was uh, what was this? I can't remember what this scene, but it was a hilarious bit where there's one character in it, a vagrant off the street they pick up, and they described him, and we all turned around to you and just said, "That's you."
1: What? They, so this was a homeless guy, <laughs> with a long hair and a beard, and they brought him in and they introduced him, and it was like uh, he likes he's got a appointment for metal music, and he really likes cats. And literally, everybody in the uh, <laughs> fight fest posse turned around and went, that's you. The guy was ugly as fuck, with long hair and a beard, looks nothing like me. But, I then turned to Lena and I was like, it actually does sound a bit like me. <laughs> and then he did something else later on, I can't remember what it was, but he did something else. And I uh, actually, quite loudly, which I should have said, oh my god, it fucking is me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was, it was such a perfect way to end fight fest, it was so good. I don't know... I don't know how well this would hold up on a, a solo rewatch, like would if you're watching it yourself, would you find it as funny?
0: Yeah, I think it was a, I think it was an environment watch for sure. Yeah.
1: So it's definitely if it comes out it was from a director of uh, or the creator of Pontypool and Septic Man. I think they're also the team behind the Hexecutioners which played at Fight Fest a couple of years ago. Mate. But I could be wrong there. So it will come out at some point if it's got the aim behind it. I don't know if it'll be streaming or it'll come to DVD, but this is a perfect Friday night beers with the, the boys and the girls type film. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I gave The Horde, two seconds to get my letterbox up, I gave The Horde
0: a three and a half. Yep, I'm the same, I gave it a three and a half. Pretty much
1: our ratings are the same the entire way through. Yeah. Which is weird because we disagree with everything else.
0: We normally, we <laughs> normally do. So mm. that brings Freight Fest to a close. Now, I love this weekend. I love Fright Fest weekend. I love it every year. I can, I'm already looking forward to next year. You know, I cannot wait. Um, we are going to do London one year. It's always on my birthday as well, birthday weekend, cause it's always around uh, August Bank Holiday weekend, which is usually in my birthday. So definitely, I want to do London at least one year. So I would imagine they'll keep running this for, for years to come. So we've got plenty of time. Unless one of us dies in a horrific car accident or something.
1: <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> if there's ever a way to end an episode (laughs) wishing is dead in character Uh, so my top three I'm not going to Lords of Chaos was my number two but I'm not going to include that because Lords of Chaos is quite a a big film that everybody's going to be able to see because it played the Thursday night so I'm not going to count that in my Fright Fest ranking just so I can get a lesser known movie in there Uh, so my number three was the Rasulka, the mermaid fucking movie. Okay. Number two was The Witch, the Korean fucking action horror. And number one was Freaks. Uh, so I say definitely check out all the movies if they come across and you go, oh, shit, that played at Fright Fest. I remember Scott and talking about it. Then definitely check it out. Make your own mind up. But those three, for me especially, are the best and Lords of Chaos.
0: Well, if we're, t- if we're taking Lords of Chaos out... Um then I will also do that. That was that was actually my number one of the weekend right. uh, as it's set up, so I'll take it out. Uh, so what we have is my number three is Here Comes Hell. Right. Uh, my number two would be uh, The Horde, just because it, it landed so well. I thought it was a good laugh and it was a good fun at the time. Um, and uh, without Lords of Chaos involved, I my number one is Freaks. That's what right. I'm going to That's my top three. I was where to put an honorable, honorable mention out for uh, Dead Ant, which I thought was a daft fun movie. I enjoyed it.
1: Fright Fest did it well this year the the, the finale movies on both nights yeah. were were perfect for the crowd and the way you'd be feeling at that time uh, so they've learned, maybe they listened to his last year <laughs> that fucking yeah. devastatingly shit movie 12 Minutes to Midnight or whatever it's
0: called is that an Iron Maiden song? No, that, that's what it was called, it was called some, uh, Minutes to
1: Midnight yeah. so, so that was Fright Fest uh,
0: It was it's a, I always think it's a good recap. It's. It's, it's a tough episode as well, though, to, to power through. There's so much to talk about, and it's. Um, and we don't want. Like, we didn't want to give away any spoilers. Uh, and so hopefully you've enjoyed listening to us, and you've got an idea of maybe what some of those movies you want to try and check out. And I recommend that you do if you can see any of them. Yeah.
1: Well, all, all our episodes aren't usually as uh, fact based as this. <laughs> yeah. Actors <laughs> <We're doing laughs> and stuff. It's uh, usually way more physical, the we'll chat, but. I love Fright
0: Fest, man. I'm yeah, glad uh, I'm, yeah glad I'm glad it's an anniversary thing. Yeah, and do you know what? See, this year as well, like years in the past, I felt as if I always tell people when, when like, saying work, I say I'm going to Fright Fest. I love it. It's you see, like 11 films over two days, but it's hard. It's hard going. You know, it's your sore back, sore legs. It's hard to sit and concentrate for so long. Um, so I mean, it's like flipping the coin. It's two sides, you know. Here, but this year I felt as if, and I only missed one movie, which is kind of par for the course for like years gone past as well, that I felt as if it went through really fast. I felt as if I was getting to the end of the Saturday night and I was thinking, okay, I'm tired on Saturday night, but I'm I could come back on Sunday and watch another five. You know? Yeah. I wasn't ready for it to finish yet. So I did I really loved it this year.
1: I think that was more to do with the movie choices because there was few there was few movies that seriously annoyed you. I think every year has had one or two where you're like fuck man I'm too tired I can't be bored with the next one I and mean, then it makes you miss something like Hounds of Love which we missed that year Yeah. Uh, whereas this year they were all okay there's a couple that didn't land well with me but the majority of them were all very much average strong average and above average that made you go do you know what fuck I'm going to actually try the next one I'm going to try the next one whether you had heard anything about it or whether you liked the look of it we've still done it so the movie choices this year were very very on point Yes. Uh, so is that us for episode 90 then
0: that's us for episode 90 yeah normal service will resume with episode 91 we'll be back to picking movies for each other and I believe it is your pick Liam
1: yeah you better fucking believe it because it's gonna be a doozy yeah. uh, so thank you very much for listening for new listeners for old listeners for everyone else come over to the facebook group uh, go on to com. everything's up there
0: Yep, you'll, get us, you'll, you'll find links to our Facebook uh, group or our Twitter account or um, uh, Instagram account. Uh, you can also uh, hear us if um, you've clicked a link on perhaps somebody's retweeted a Twitter link and that's how you're listening right now. You can find us on iTunes, you can find us on Spotify and you can find us on the SoundCloud. Everything is up online, search Scott and vs. Evil, you'll find us. Uh, And always remember to rate and review if you can. The higher the rating, the better that we feel about ourselves. So stroke (laughs) our egos, please.
1: And also thank you to long-term friend and uh, listener and kind of interactor Isaac Thorne on Twitter, who... I think... I'm assuming it's you, Isaac, uh, who left a great review for us in the American iTunes. We've seen that the other day and we really appreciate it.
0: Yes, thank you for that. Thank you.
1: Uh, We're not going... Not Everyday races. I'm not going to call you out. So if your rate is one star, we'll call you, out. call you a dick. <laughs> <laughs> but I just uh, really, really appreciate that. So, uh, and also our downloads for 2019, our downloads are better than our total downloads from 2017. So so far, just three months into the year, we have beat 2016 and 2017, which is incredible, and that's yep. thanks to you guys and yep. your ear pussies for listening.
0: Yeah, <laughs> blows my mind blows my mind and
1: I still think it's just like our mums are just sitting just wait on a loop
0: but I can, I will, my mum is certainly not listening to this because I would be getting a phone call every other week <laughs>
1: <laughs> my mum probably just can't understand me so she's like do what you want so yeah we'll see you guys for episode 91 which is my pick and it'll be great so see you then Cheers.